0: This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast, where we talk with people who, in some way, shape, or form, have been influenced by the outdoors. I'm Andy, the producer of this podcast, and my lovely wife, Sarah, will be your host. Together, we make up Hiking Through Life.
1: This podcast is all about bringing all kinds of people who are inspired by the outdoors and sharing their stories.
0: We hope that by sharing people's stories, it inspires others to get out and live a more meaningful life. Tune in every week for new episodes, or better yet, subscribe to the Hiking Through Life podcast on your favorite podcast provider. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with others. Also, if you have a story to share, or know of anyone who might be interested in being a guest on this podcast, head on over to hikingthroughlife.net slash podcast and get in touch with us. Now sit back and enjoy this week's episode.
1: Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Today on the podcast, we are joined by musicians Hannah and Bliss from Hannah Fields. Hannah creates music in a world that is growing ever too distant from one another. The music connects people with the earth and most importantly, each other. The music Hannah and her band create have a way of slowing you down and opening up your creativity. While a hike in the woods has a magical way of connecting humans, music can do the same thing from your own house. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey. Thank you. It was a
2: beautiful introduction. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah, you guys make beautiful music. And I really just want to like hear all the inspiration for how this happened. So let's just kind of start with how, how music has been a part of your
2: lives. How long has it been a part of your lives? Share with us. Yes. um, Music's... My parents will start with adventure because this is all about adventure. My parents met hitchhiking. They... We're hippies and still are. <laughs> and so music was always in our household. Um, There's always records playing. So, and I was always singing. My mother tells a story. Um, I was seven and I we were at a Denny's and I said, I, I could just stand up on this table and sing. And she's like, don't you dare. <laughs> so I've always, yeah, been a free to be you and me kind of person. So
3: <laughs> Yeah my mom always sang to us when we were kids, like nursery rhymes. And she'd, you know, read us kids' stories. And I always remember my mom, like, just, you know, singing with us. Um, And, you know, we always liked, you know, uh, like the show tunes, you know, like Les Mis, we went inside, like Broadway singing and stuff. Like, so music was a big part of our lives growing up. And then, you know, high school started realizing that we could form a band and, um, play music, make songs, and play them out. And so from that point on it was just like, why do anything else?
1: Okay, wait, I just want to go back to this. Your, your parents met hitchhiking. So <laughs> yeah. that's like crazy too. <laughs> like, were they like at a
2: music festival or what? They were, yes, yes. Separately at a music <laughs> festival. Um, the Newport Jazz Festival broke up in a riot one year. And, um, it was, I think it was the year after Woodstock and like the producer decided to bring a bunch of rock bands. Actually, I just found like an interview from the producer talking about that actual day, which was really cool. And so everybody had to scatter, basically. There was a riot. Yeah. (laughs) And my mother was hit, lost her ride and was hitchhiking with two of her friends and my dad picked her and, and two guys up. Um, and I don't think they, they didn't have a bus at bus. Oh, yeah, that they they time. No, no, they got oh. a bus later on. Um, yeah. And, and, and they were married three months later and they're still <laughs> married to this day. Which is like,
1: um, I don't know, like nobody meets hitchhiking. First of all, today, everybody just meets online now. <laughs> so, I mean, that's crazy. How did you two
2: meet? I was going to music school, and...
3: I was going to audition for her band. A couple of my friends were going to school with her, and I had just moved back from, like, kind of nomading around, and I was looking to get music back into my life. Like, dude, this chick, she's a drummer for a band. You need to get a band. Get your shit together. And so they hooked us up that way. We met in the parking lot, got her number and a demo tape.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he was cooking at the time, so he wasn't... Um,
0: Really available to gig
2: at night, so at the time we said he's like, "It's not going to work," you know. But then we got to ended up getting together. We ended up starting the date. So you guys dated before you
1: were the drummer for Hannah?
3: Yeah, like forever. I would like get out of work, you know, cooking all night on the line. Quick, I'd be like still like wearing like my checkered pants and like a dirty t shirt. get to the club. Maybe I'd see like the, the last half of the second set or whatever. And she'd be, damn, you know, band. And yeah, I did that <laughs> for a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Following around. But then we would always be jamming because we were both musicians. So, you know, there's always a guitar around, drum around and stuff. Um, but then we got married. Yes. And decided to move to Portland, Oregon together and focus on music as an acoustic duo. So that's really like I had to marry to get in the band. i I, I had to let her know how serious i was about hannah's field so i had to like propose to her and marry her before she'd be like all right so finally like, let me play a drum in the group (laughs) i
2: did did have a rule like not to date the guys in your band because i was the band leader so that's just difficult right so
1: (laughs) yeah right you're like you got to make things run and you don't want to like mess Yeah, I can see how that can cause some controversy, but it worked out. And then, so to give people background information, that's kind of how we got connected to, to each other, to Hannah Fields and the band. Um, We were both on the podcast, Choosing Your Reflection, and we'll put that link in the show notes too. But both of us had very nature outdoorsy inspired weddings. And the host of that podcast, Holly was like, you two have to connect and here we are now. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad she, I'm so That's glad cool. she introduced
2: us. Yeah.
1: So how, how does like the, has the outdoors always been the core like inspiration for you music?
2: You know, that I, I grew up, you know, like literally like our, our house was the back of our house was like acres and acres of, of woods. And, and my dad really liked to hike. So, I definitely was always outside and, and you know naturally in nature, loving nature. Um, it, yeah, I, I'd say it was always a big, big muse. Um, nature is always a big, big muse, very specifically the ocean. When I go to the ocean, ever since I started writing songs, the songs just sort of, they, they fall out. And part of me believes that the ocean is, gives me songs. So it's like, you could either think of it like when you're, when you're in nature, right? You, you, it creates this beautiful meditation and right. So your mind's clear so you can create, and there's a lot of writers write, write in nature, but you know, I really believe that nature speaks to us in in different ways.
1: Oh yeah, it totally does. I, yeah, it, 100%. That's where I get lots of my like inspiration just to, I write blogs and whatnot. And anytime I'm out in nature, I just like get all this inspiration to just write forever and ever and ever yes
3: that's beautiful we're super like you know nerds about like i don't know we're always going out and cultivating you know the elemental energy around the yard and stuff you know what i mean so like building little fairy houses and stuff and you know planting crystals and you know holding space i think our connection to the earth sometimes gets you know diluted away with all the technology we have and the comforts we barely have to even go outside you know just to get into your car to drive to the next building So connecting ourselves to nature is such an essential thing because we're from nature and we're of nature you know what I mean so we need to be out in there interacting with it and sometimes even just taking a short walk on, a, on an easy short trail is so like cleansing just walking through the forest. You know, it's just special stuff.
1: Right. It totally is. And are most of your like when you play these gigs and everything, is that typically always outside? I mean, how does
2: it feel when you're outside playing a music gig versus inside? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, You know, as you know, as as we, I think, get more in line, aligned, with our message as the years have have gone on we do play more and more outside gigs you know festivals and lately we've been finding these really cool um like communal lands that are you know focusing on you know new earth new, new earth we call them like yeah. new earth new earth people new earth communities you know focusing on
3: cob building culture, yeah, and, re- sustainable building renewable energy self-sufficiency uh, in community
2: so yeah so when we're outside um i think the way that it's different is you can connect to that that flow of nature easily like i'll i like i'll zone out i'll be singing a song but i'll like zone out on the the leaves blowing in the wind right as opposed to being in a in a bar um yeah, where you're trapped in. Although I have to say the sound of inside no, is inside. always better.
3: Cause, you can control it.
2: Yeah, so sounds, sound is yeah. better inside unless it's a festival where they've built a, you know, a big pavilion Something. over you to, to hold the sound in. So. Right, yeah,
1: I know. It's funny. I was talking to a guy who does... Uh, hunting who was on the podcast and he wanted to talk to me when he was outside and he wanted to be walking and like crunching in the leaves (laughs) he was like that's probably going to ruin your sound but it helps me connect to nature and I was like, yeah, let's not have their crunching for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> like, right. Go sit in your tree stand and let's do
3: it up there, you know? Come on, buddy. <laughs> right.
2: I oh, could man. see though, right? I mean, yeah, that makes sense.
3: Yeah, yeah. but that's like a hardcore nature, nature dude. He's like, I got to be outside for this interview. Come on, man. Don't even make me sit inside the house. Like, that's that's a dude living it, man. Give yeah. up to him, man. For
1: sure. Yes, absolutely. He lives it and breathes it and runs a whole hunting
2: school. Wow. <laughs> yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. So what's like the history of Hannah Field's band? Like it started in
2: 2000, it sounds like. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So um, I got out of when I got out of college. I mean, I, re- I was already playing music. Did you go to college for music? I went to college for music after I, I graduated with a communications degree and then had bands and then decided I wanted to learn more about like the music theory. And then I, I did end up going back to music school, um, but I was already in bands before, you know, it's like music's, you don't necessarily have to know everything about music to, to play music. So it was, it was a nice way to do it. Um, when I got out of first, not music school, when I got out of uh, college the first time, um, I was just ready to start a band and i just would end up putting like guys together i would actually get gigs and at the time i was singing more blues music because it was really easy to you could just say hey everybody play in the key of a you know one four five like so it was it's an easy music to play if you don't have band practice so i would just throw together musicians and i would book gigs and we would we would play. And then it got to a point where I started writing a lot of songs and I knew that I needed, um, a concrete group of, of people. So it went through many, many, um, different collaborations of people before the the group we have now is together, you know, as you can imagine since 2000.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so the group is you two. So Hannah, you're the singer. Yes. And then
3: who else? You're the drummer, Blitz? Yeah, I play drums, yeah. Um, and we have a bass player, Jeff Pitt. Yeah. And um a guitar player. lead guitar, lead guitar player. Guitar player
2: yeah. And so sometimes we play just the two of us, but lately we've been doing a lot of, of the the four-piece, and then sometimes we'll call in a keyboard player, and we've had a horn player, and we have another somebody else that plays percussion but usually it's lately it's been the four the the core four and uh, sometimes we do duo gigs still
3: we do the duo it's like djembe like hand drum Mm -hmm. i play bass at the same time with like a drum thing on my feet and stuff and she plays acoustic looping it um synth like vocal crazy stuff like so we'll like get like you know for a couple of acoustic duo like a little you know out there a little bit
2: yeah but we toured as the duo for about 10 years before we have have this current lineup that we have with the four guys so
1: Okay. Yeah. I was just watching like the the YouTube video. You guys have a handful of videos out there and they're super cool. Like there's one where I think Bliss like grabs like a crystal out of this cave.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Evolutionary soldiers. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was so fun filming that. Um can we have like a little storyline. So if you watch it, there's like a little story there. Um and so we just like made up a little thing. We went to all these, you know, things and oh, we're gonna meet this person and they're doing their craft and you were bringing the crystal, the orb of inspiration to people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the idea was that we carried that orb and, and it was like the, you know, like you say, like when you're, when you get inspired, right. It was like the orb of inspiration we were delivering to different artists and. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, just watching that, I was so inspired by everything. I just want I wanted to just start like going and crafting and painting and creating everything after watching that. Beautiful.
2: So that was the name of your band, correct? Um that was that song, uh, it was the name of our la- not this this album but our last album Revolutionary Soldiers. That was the song and that was also the name of that that album it was Revolutionary Soldiers. Yep.
1: Okay. And then your most recent one, I was recently listening to the song Open Road. Like that song was really cool. I'm curious about the inspiration for that specific song. Cause you kind of talk about like all the States and it sounds like you're on this road trip. Yes. We were on a road
3: trip. We were, we were
2: driving back from.
3: Well, it was like. Oh, minnesota. Was, you know, it was we, a tour we, 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 we went on tour out to minnesota, minnesota.
2: that's where we are that's,
1: that's where,
3: where you are uh, uh, it's, so beautiful.
2: Uh, it's awesome out there. so cool Oh yeah. it's far from us <laughs> yeah you guys are way out east connecticut yep, yeah. yep absolutely but yes we toured across we were touring specifically um to a festival called project earth do you know the band wookie foot i don't okay oh, so there's nice. this awesome land out by you where they have really amazing festivals and it's all what they call like medicine music it's all music super if you like what we changed. did you you'd love all the music yeah that they real have. like
3: about a like healing the earth type vibes mm-hmm. like super like positive vibes
2: and i think they have three festivals a year one's called Shangri-La um Project Earth and i think i believe maybe two or three um but they're an awesome band and so we were so we got on that festival, which is specifically why we booked the tour. And then we booked a tour around it. Um, so coming back from that whole adventure, um, you know, when you're on the road, as you know, it's like, especially driving, um, it, you know, it clears your mind. So I was actually driving, driving that we have a um,
3: mini bus. yeah
2: mini like airport shuttle bus. Yeah, I'm curious to hear about that too. I read that <laughs> Bliss built that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So That's I was cool. driving that actually as I was sort of writing the song. <laughs> you were writing and driving at the same time?
3: Yeah, she does that often. I know it sounds like singing dangerous, into her phone reading you a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little a little like, a <laughs> Like what the hell? The army of ants singing a chorus up front. I don't know what's no. going on. But each verse
2: in that song is about like a different state or a different character that we met on on, that, on the good. journey. Um, it starts in Ohio with with one of our friends, Maddie, who let us sleep inside his crystal cave and takes you to an adventure in Chicago with a with a poet in velvet and um yeah, it's it it, it takes you on the journey.
1: Well, yeah, it totally, I felt like I was like part of this road trip as you were taking everybody through it in your lyric, in the lyrics. It's like, I I read so many like memoirs of people out hiking and in nature, but that, that song just made like the story really come alive.
2: And that's, that's what music can do to a person. Yes. That's beautiful. Yes, it does. It can, it can make you feel alive and like you were right there. Right.
1: yeah so this van have is it has this how long have you guys been traveling this van has it always ever since you started this van has the that been the one van no
3: it was funny yeah yeah we used to have a volkswagen uh euro van right so like you know not that big but big enough but we would put our equipment in there pack up Tents, sleeping bags, and you know, everywhere we'd go, we would be like either sleeping at like a you know camp campsite or camping out somewhere or crashing somewhere or sleeping in even in the van with all the equipment, cooler for food, cooking stuff because we're always keep cooking on the road. It it was insane. Like there was like not a square inch not unused in that van. Yeah, Euro vans.
2: Right. If 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 you're just thinking about, I mean, I mean, I know with with hiking you need a lot of equipment too, but. If you think about, you're like, oh, Eurovan, that's cushy. You can't in, in the back of a Eurovan, but when you put a drum set and, a, and guitar, two huge yeah. speakers and it's big it's <laughs> and it small.
3: Yeah, guitar, bass, <laughs> yeah. hand drums.
2: <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of equipment. You know, yeah,
3: because you- it's all four of you and all of your stuff.
2: Yeah. That was, that that was, was two, of two of us at us. that time. Okay, we, we play a lot of
3: instruments for two people. Yeah, hell yeah. So. <laughs> We would be doing, we toured like that for a number of years, a number, a number of years. I don't even know, eight years probably toured like that with that little bus. Every time I'd be like, we need a shuttle bus, we need something like a mini bus. I'm like, you don't want a full size bus because it's too big. A lot of these festivals we go to, it's sketchy as heck getting in and out of. It's rain, cars are stuck. So you, you can't have anything huge. You'll never get it in or out. Even if like when we're in cities, like sometimes you, you know it's hard to find parking for stuff. So I was like, we need something that's big, but yet not too big, because I got to be able to drive this thing in the city and park it. and parallel park that thing. Like you know, like <laughs> it's insane. But we gutted it, put a futon bed in there, floor, yeah, wood floor in there, some seating and stuff. It's like luxury camping. You know what I mean? It's it's we still like set up an outside cook area, um, but to go in and have a bed all of our equipment's in there, stuff stored away, you know, and to just be able to pull up and be like, ah, you know what I mean? You got a spot. If it's raining, if it's windy, if it's cold, no problem.
1: Well, right for sure. And after you guys are out playing a music gig, setting up like a camp would be the last thing you'd want to go do. Of course, you just want
2: to pass out in a bed in your van where you can stay dry yes exactly yeah we did it for long enough for many years where we would set you know we would set up the the tent and it was great hey, while we did it you know on. it was it, but it got to the point where you were just
3: sometimes we would be doing multiple venues in a weekend so you go set up your tent play crash next day unpack everything load the van go to the next gig play set up your tent crash you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and it's like you could just like that's a lot yeah
1: you know well, right. And so during this time, when you guys were doing this, did you only have the van or did you have a home base besides the van?
2: We had an apartment. Yeah. We had an apartment at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't ever
3: it's, lived It's 14. always
2: been, it's been my like dream. I think I'm kind of over it now though. Right. I, I was listening to um, your podcast of the hypnotist guy. Right. And he was talking about living in his, in his van. Yeah. Um, but for a while, I would beg him, like, "Can we just, you know, can we just move on the bus and just, right, like, let's just live there, right?" And the idea isn't isn't to um, always be on the bus. The a big part of the idea is that I like to be outside all the time, so I feel like it would force us to always be in beautiful spots where we yeah. had to be outside a lot. But
3: well, your living room's outside, and so you don't really want to be on the bus all the time. It's a small small area, you know.
2: Right. It is. And you know, what's so funny
1: is so right now my husband and I are actually in the process of downsizing all of our stuff and we're going to sell our house and live in a van for the summer.
2: (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
1: Like we literally just had this crazy, I I mean, it's like definitely been in our path. This was going to happen at some point. (laughs) And just the past two weeks, we're like, let's just do this. So we had a realtor over today and we're like selling our house and it's, that's so exciting. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. So we're on the search for a van.
2: Okay. What no. are you
1: thinking? Like what? Uh, that's all my husband manages all that. I don't know. I'm okay. <laughs> so
2: not sure. Just some, something.
1: I've seen
3: a lot of people doing stuff with those like sprinter vans.
2: Yeah. I mean, something like that. Right, right, right. Not
3: super huge, but I like you get a fat bed and you know, some yeah, we'd
1: put a bed in it and there's gonna be like he's gonna put the kitchen in it, just like out on the doors so we can just pull out the kitchen, fold it down. Yeah. Oh,
3: that's exciting. We're gonna do it. And
1: what and the best thing is we have a baby, so we're gonna bring the baby with us. It's all gonna be a, it'll be a wild little adventure, but uh, yeah. do it. Yeah, hey, but think
3: about it like this though, too, is like you know, everywhere you drive that van could be like the sickest like camping spots. You could go to you know, the national parks. And then you you're outside, you're living you're living because that's what I always say is if you live on the bus, your bus is like your bedroom. You know what I mean? And then you go outside as your living room, you know what I so your living room will be like the most amazing places you guys park that thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I know. Are we're still gonna do the podcasts from yeah, the We we'll see how that goes. I don't know, we We have a handful of podcasts recorded, so we'll like keep releasing them. I don't know how long they'll last until, but like two years ago, we did a road trip for the summer and we would record like just updates about our own travels on the podcast. And that's really how the podcast started, just by recording our updates from our own adventures. And then when we got back from that road trip, I was like, let's just start a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Where we talk to people. That's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So we, it's been like a year and a half now where we've just been talking to people and connecting with people. And that's the cool thing about the internet and the outdoor community. Like people, once you get into this field, people just start connecting you and reaching out to you. And there's some times where I'm just like, man, I'm not motivated, but then someone reaches out to you and it's just energizes
2: you yes it does
1: I don't know if that is that what it's like in the music industry
2: too like being a musician very much so yeah yeah it's it's yeah people are once you just start connecting into that world it's everybody's connected and yeah that's definitely very similar
1: what would you say is the hardest part about being a musician on the road
2: making money (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know if it's the it's yeah it's probably the greatest
3: challenge there's a certain discipline it takes to be on the road and to have to be on the road with a schedule it's one thing if you're on the road and you're just like nomading around because you can go and stop and, and go as fast or as slow as you want to go when you're on tour you have to be from point a to point b in a certain amount of time so sometimes it's overnight drives sometimes it's a you know you're gonna have like a long day of a drive or you're gonna to have to do certain things to position yourself so your drive is easier the next day whatever that being said there's a certain discipline to, to being on the road and and you, if you don't keep your mental space focused you'll crack and I've seen a lot of people crack on the road and spent a lot of time before even Hannah's field and other bands touring we're just seeing people break down because of the pressure of that you know what i mean and and having to maintain that because you got to be up and on for this gig and then you crash hard but yet you got stuff you have to do you have to get somewhere or whatever and then there's a little you know organizing and, and all the antics that happen on the road yeah flat tire bug against the wheel you know whatever, it's
2: why I probably see a lot of musicians turning to drugs because it's like you got to keep going, you got to keep going, but yet you know you're up late, but then you got to get in, in the bus, you, you know. Um, yeah, it is. It's so it's,
3: that to me is like the thing is if you can get into a good focus, you know what you got to do, stay you know with your purpose, you know, it makes, makes the road trip easier, otherwise, you just get, you'll go crazy because you're on the bus miles and it's like traffic moving at high velocities, you know, and then get to the show, hey, everybody, we're doing great, <laughs> you know what I mean? But there is something, though, when you get in that venue, it, it like, kicks you, like, into, you get the energy. Like, you, every venue has a, a certain energy. Com- you know, what kind of bands play there, what kind of people go to that place. And you come in there and you connect to that energy, you plug in your equipment, You check out the sound of the room, all right, this is sounding pretty good. And then people start coming and then it just builds. And then that's, I, music's like an addiction, you mm-hmm. know, because it gives you life, you know, you're getting all this life. So you're just like, yeah, like getting the ultimate rush and then pushes you to go to the next place, even though you're dead tired. You know? <laughs>
1: Well, sure. I mean, as you were explaining that I was thinking a lot about like when I'm out hiking or even like through hikers, I've never through hiked, but just like when you're out hiking, you can get so exhausted and just like really want to give up. You're just like, you're on this mission, you're doing something you love, but it becomes draining, especially if you're in a car driving all day, then you, like you said, go show up at a concert and have to like be really energetic for the people. Yeah. But when you show up for the people who want to be there for you that's got to make all the difference in the world
3: oh yeah sure it does that's what it's all about that's why you do everything you do yeah that's because why you're it,
2: driving all those miles is to play those songs to the people who then, want to hear them you and know when you
3: connect to someone and they understand what you're saying and or they get they where you're coming from that's the ultimate thing i think with all artists are a reflection of what's going on in the outer world. And when someone sees that art, whether it's video or audio or whatever, and can say, oh my God, I get where you're coming from. Like That's the greatest gift to let us know that. I feel like we're not as separate as we think we are. And we're all having similar experiences, you know, and we're all going through the same stuff. So,
1: so is there like a time that sticks out to where you guys felt like you were really connecting with your audience when you were
2: playing music? Mm. anytime we play at we play every year at, at Yasgers farm where Woodstock happened um anytime we're on that land and, and we we actually went to that land and slept on that land before we played on before we played music on that land and I felt very connected to that land and anytime we play in that community I feel so connected to that group of people. And there are such a a community who's gathered year after year and generation after generation. Um, I think those, those communities also, um, we play a place up in Maine called Harry Brown's farm. And it's similar where it's been around since the seventies having festivals and, you know, the babies are born there and, you know, the baby's there and the grandma's there and, you know, the daughter's there. Um, yeah, I think for me, those places. Yeah. Yeah, Maine. We we went up there on a road trip
1: too. That was a cool place. We hiked a section of the Appalachian Trail, but there's like loads and loads of land there. I can imagine that the music festivals can be quite in numbers and quantity.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful land out there. It's beautiful land. And you guys are in, did you both grow up
1: in Connecticut? Yes. Yeah and that's where you are so your families are still there too and that's just kind of like your home base that's why we're here is
2: because our families are here
3: yeah Yeah. we living in oregon together after we got married so we were out there for like three years yeah you know oregon is just amazing i could live and die there and be like happy the rest of my life like it's just so beautiful the nature is amazing the food is amazing uh the People are amazing. I don't know. know,
2: Waterfalls are huge. Yeah. Yeah. We would probably still be in Oregon if our families weren't here.
3: Yeah. If they they would have followed us out there, it would be more convenient. I mean, come on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. The
1: home always has a way of... you, You always have a way of going back to where your roots are, it seems. Like, did traveling when you were on the road doing all your music, did you ever think you wouldn't go back home at one
2: point i don't yeah i I don't think i think because like when you're on the adventure you're just in the adventure i don't think when we were out there and traveling a lot yeah i never really thought about it too much you know i never at that point i don't think i was thinking too much about plans
3: (laughs) you know i couldn't wait to leave my whole life
2: leave get out of connecticut yeah
3: man my whole life i just could not wait to leave connecticut like just get out i wanted to just bust out so as soon as i had the opportunity i just hit the ground running and never really thought too much about it like you said you know what i mean you're just concentrating on the adventure or wherever i was doing or wherever i was at but then you know like we have i don't know both of us have really great families you know and we're both strongly connected with our families and have deep roots here and then you start watching nieces and nephews growing up and you know people getting older parents and stuff And you're just kind of like man i want to be a part of that life too i have something to offer this community you know i have work to do Mm -hmm. here to help influence this generation that's coming out and so you got to do your work wherever you're called to do it and then it happens to be that place right now
1: yeah one thing i so is Connecticut very much like um, a barter and trade system? Like, I remember that about like some places out east, like Vermont, especially. Like, is that community a Connecticut thing too?
3: No. Nope. Connecticut, <laughs> I, you know, there's a lot of amazing people in Connecticut and Connecticut is beautiful. Is beautiful. As far as like, we have the four seasons, like perfect four seasons. Like you have a definite spring, a definite summer's hot, perfect fall with the foliage and a real winter with snow. There's hiking, there's, mm-hmm. you know,
2: Beaches. yeah,
3: right. The ocean, I mean, there, we have like a lot to offer. So, you know, as far as that goes, it's beautiful. As far as culture goes, it's a pretty dry state. You know, it's a very industrious state. You know, we're like in between New York city, we're in between Boston. There's a lot of business people type here, a lot of industry from this area. And so, you know, people here are, are hard workers. You know what I mean? Like everyone's glad that like, you're an artist. That's cute. But what do you do for money? How do you make? What, what's your work? You know, like that's how that's how everyone approaches you here. You're in Oregon. They're like, oh, what's your passion? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I know you have a day job. Honey, but what's your passion? You know what I mean? Like, it's different. Yeah. Connecticut can be a little dry in that way, but. Massachusetts right down the road in the Berkshires, they have the Berkshire the barbers, dollar. Yeah. They have their own money system that is their community of people and you can get paid it for a job. You can buy and sell stuff with it there. And it's, you know, so there are a lot of communities close by yeah, and a lot of like-minded people in Connecticut too, yeah, that are, you know, definitely trying to put their own spin on life and, and take it over, which I think is great.
1: Their own dollar system. That's pretty awesome. So instead of goods, they actually have physical money.
3: Berkshire dollar. Yeah, yeah.
1: I love that. Yeah. Because like the whole trade and barter system, it's like, why not? Why aren't people like embracing one another's qualities and talents and just using that to support our community more?
2: Hell yeah. It makes so much sense. Yeah. It just makes so much sense. Yeah. I, I, you know, in our community... You, you know, because there, there there's a lot of bartering that happens in our community for sure. Um,
3: I love it honestly. Like I'm a carpenter, you know, by trade, and I do it a lot with my plumber. I'll go and do something, and he'll go do something. And you trade hours or whatever. You know, uh, we did our last album, Crystal Vision, yeah, on a trade. I'm going to do siding on the building and whatever, so we could do the album, and you know, that's how you. That's how, and it feels good. Yeah. Because they get something, you get something, everything's cool, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's super awesome. So,
1: um, I'm super curious. You said you there was a story about Hannah's Fields, the name of the band. Where did this come from?
2: Yes. So it is a field that exists um, in Middle Haddam, Connecticut, where I grew up, and at the time, it was an untouched field right next to a graveyard on one side. um, And it was just like woodland on the other side. And as a little, little girl, I grew grew up on Fern Lane. And we had this little group of kids that played and we were called the Fern Lane Gang. And I was like the little, little one and everybody else there was like sort of teenagers and we'd ride bikes. And you know, at that time you just, your parents would say, see ya. You'd come back like five hours later, you just played, you know. But we would always say, oh, we're going to Hannah's Fields. And my mother thought it was named after me, but there was um, a man who owned the fields. His last name was Hannah, his name was Davey Hannah. So yeah, so that's where it came from. And um, it's still there. But yeah, at the time when I was starting a band, I was just like, that'd be really cool to call it Hannah's Fields. And my mom's like, just do it. I was like, all right, cool. That's how it came about.
1: Did you ever go back to where you grew up and played in that field? No.
2: (laughs) Damn. I never did. No. That would be a pretty cool gig, though.
1: Yeah. That would be a really cool story. You'd probably get the whole neighborhood
2: there. Probably. Probably all the press, all the big press would be there, too. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, in
1: the music world, like, I'm not very familiar with the music world and, like, music gigs and stuff. Like... How, how did you like grow your audience and your following to like become like, are you guys like well-known in the music world? I don't know much about this, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I love your views.
2: I can make me want to run and dance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's for us, it's, it's been a slow and steady build. I think, you know, the way we've grown, our audience has been touring and playing live shows. Um, And then I think we've seen a larger growth as we get more aligned with our fan base. But it's interesting. It's like, as you make another album and another album and another album, you know, you become, your music becomes more true and authentic to who you are because you start to gain the, all the right skills to be able to express yourself right and you know as i think as you as you hopefully grow older and you grow wiser right you're able to express yourself even more clearly um so then i think it just the fan base grows more because people are attracted to that you know
3: i've seen you know especially with this past year We've done more electronic stuff. So you know, in the past, we always did like Facebook Live and stuff. Randomly, we would you know jump on, but usually, you know, you're gigging Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or more. And so a lot of times we weren't doing electronic stuff, but we would
2: electronic, not electronic music. You mean electronic like
3: uh, yeah, like like live streams and stuff. Sorry, yeah, (laughs) live streams (laughs) and things. Um, (laughs) So you know, we would do it, but not really, you know, that much. This you know, past year because of the pandemic, you know, we've been streaming every week, you know what I mean? So as a, as a live set, um, but through that we've been promoting and we've been doing things differently with this time that we've had free, right. And we've actually built, you know, a pretty good following online, um, which you hope translates to people coming out in the clubs in the future. You know what I mean? But it's cool because you know, through the internet, we can really connect in so many different ways. Meeting people that are interested in your music, they don't even know that it exists, and then you're able to find them somehow through the magic of it. And here you go, and you're like, Wow, that's awesome! I really like what you guys are doing, or Wow, I'm glad I met this person. And that's yeah. you know a powerful part of the internet that you know I hope we are able to maintain. You know, is, is that we're able to connect and, and be real with each other.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think just like you were saying the whole past year really has opened up so much opportunity for that. And right before we got on here, I was watching your guys as you guys used to do conscious conversations, just like out of your living room and that you created like two years ago. It looked like, I think it was 2018, but even like listening to that today was still super powerful for me. So it's like, you can create things at any time but like your music might be discovered like five years from now, but it could still inspire someone in the exact same way.
2: Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. That is the, the beauty of the technology and, and the music. And
3: and how much music have we listened to even today that was written in the seventies or the eighties or nineties or whatever. And, you, and it, it resonates with you, you know, mean, there's a timelessness about art that when you set that in, it can release you know, information and, and, you know, feelings and stuff at different times, not just when it was created at that first time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And in the music industry, like our people, you don't even sell like
2: compact discs, correct? <laughs> like that's not at all a thing. We we still make them. We do. Yeah. Still make them Because we, you know, our audience, you know, range. I would say ranges like from, you know, early mid twenties to we definitely have like the, the older hippies, you know, like really gravitate towards our music. So, you know, they're in their seventies, right. The original hippies are in their seventies. So they still have CD players. Some of them do, you know, so it is, so we do still make them, but yeah, you can't really sell right much music because everything's being streamed for free.
3: So we started doing things like two albums ago, we did a cookbook. Right, So we made like 13 or 14 recipes, had a 13 or 14 disc CD that we sold with it. So you get this, you know, to get someone to buy our CD, we were here, you know, check out this free cookbook that comes with it. It's and wrapped in a cookbook. Yeah. So the cookbook opens up as like DVD case size, you know, and you'd open it and it had like a book and pictures and recipes, um, all vegetarian, gluten-free. Uh, yeah, it was that was cool and then this last one the latest one we did a um crystal grid comes with a hand screen printed box with so like tons of art a wood cut burned crystal grid uh 14 gemstones and like it's like a meditation tool so this crystal grid is like a something you put out and then you can use the stones and we have a meditation we've created on YouTube that you can listen to with it and just to help people through the pandemic time to kind of clear themselves and give them a tool to use. Now, you know, then we shoved the C D in there too, by the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like come on, man. <laughs> Buy a CD, please. Here's a crystal grid, you know, come on. So, sure,
1: but that's kind of like a cool piece of history in a way. And you're giving value to people in a different way. But yeah, for people who don't exactly know, don't exactly know what crystals and the chakras are, can you explain that very lightly? Sure. yes
2: yes so so the chakras are basically like energetic vortexes vortexes within the body um, and you know as for people who, who do yoga as you're doing yoga you can align align your chakras
3: yeah well the power of crystals can be proven in the fact that it's in our technology you know they use quartz crystals in computers and stuff like that you know crystals hold energy. So they can be cleared and filled with in like like a battery charge up and store and save. Also you know elements have a natural attunement. So think of like colors right if you think of like a color, it's a vibration right you're seeing this because it's a, you know it's a vibrating this. There's a frequency for that. There's a, a certain amount of things that are moving. when you pluck your guitar string, there's certain you know vib- vibrato that causes that G chord. And that's all energy and, and movement. Um,
2: like crystals. Like
3: crystals. So, yeah. <laughs> they hold <laughs> These crystals, right, hold energy and, and they have a frequency. No matter what kind of it's different elements, each different element can hold a different type of thing. So you might read about a crystal and rose quartz. You know, it's good for your heart, promotes, you know, certain things. And it is because it's that rose quartz. A tourmaline will vibrate at a different frequency, so it has different things that's going to harmonize within your body.
1: Right. Yeah. It's definitely something that I've looked into a little bit. I don't, I like, I'm glad you explained that a little bit more and didn't know a whole ton about it, but um, going back to your guys' uh, conscious conversations too. Like, I loved that because you guys were kind of talking about creativity and how you're always talking about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So like, do you kind of use, like crystals and
2: chakras to harmonize yourself and slow down. Yes. Yes, very very much so. Um it's definitely one of the tools, you know, that that's the nice thing about just even holding one crystal in your hand, right? It's just the simplicity of of bringing awareness to just looking at the crystal, just feeling the crystal, you know, touch touch your hand and feeling you know, Even if you're not somebody that might feel the energy and feel what it feels like, just putting something in your hand and being aware of it is going to bring you into a present state of, of awareness. Um, so for people that might try meditation and think that it's, oh, that's I, I don't know if I'm meditating right. You know, you hear that a lot. I, I have a hard time just shutting my mind off. Um, crystals are a nice tool to just focus you in and shut your mind off and just bring you into the present moment. Um, and same with, same with the chakras. I love working with chakras during meditation.
1: Yeah. And it sounds like you're also, I was reading you're like yoga certified and you
2: teach some trainings. Can
1: you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yes, I do. I have my yoga certification. Um, and I'm also a certified life coach. Um, and I do a lot of things with, with with the yoga. I do a lot of uh, vocal workshops, on um, helping connect people to their voices. So through movement and um, opening up the throat chakra, and also through singing, all at the same time. So that's that's one workshop that I that I conduct. <laughs>
1: I love it. I um help preschoolers open up their singing chakras all day long. Yay. <laughs> I bet they don't have too much trouble doing that, huh? Oh no, they're not afraid to at all. And that's the beauty of it. Like, yeah. I think you know, adults can become so self-conscious about singing. And I definitely am in front of adults, but like when you do it in front of kids, it's like they don't
2: care how you sound at all. Yeah the magic
3: of a child you know well, they're just
2: like bring it on when you're sing young,
3: louder. it's like play have fun yeah. you know, and your whole like youth it's like be a dreamer you can dream anything be what you want to be and then you get to a certain age you're like all right when you're getting serious stop playing games come on you give up on that stop doing your art what are you gonna how are you gonna make money and so then i think that shuts people's you know inner child down mm-hmm. and, and we forget that you know that's got to come out and be expressed and so sometimes i think the best therapy is like sitting in your car blasting your favorite song and just belting it out no matter what it is Rah! like it feels so good because that's like a release of, of who you are you know because we're so you know a lot of times we're compressed
1: 100 you know? yeah adults get very compressed and just stagnant from the in the day to day and like i was listening to your guys's music on monday just like blasting it in my classroom. There was no kids there. It was a professional development day, but maybe I should blast it with children. But I just like, it, it really opened up my mind for like planning what I was gonna do with kids and just like, you need something to keep your juices flowing in the day-to-day. Yes,
2: yes, yes. And it sounds
1: like you guys, like you just live in creativity all the time. I mean, what's your latest creative project
2: mm, it's it's true we do we both we both are creative all the time I just got off of a seven day writing experiment of writing seven songs in seven days which was so we have seven we call them our babies those are our babies right so we have have seven new babies so I'm my my creative juices are like a little tired right now to tell you the truth because <laughs> yeah like, <laughs>
3: was, oh,
2: yeah. Um,
3: yeah, yeah yeah i'm always tinkering with something i'm always saying that i'm an artist and life is my canvas no matter what i do you know so everything i do i like to do in an artful way i mean you know even this stool <laughs> you know what i mean like ladder flips in you can sit on it, but then, oh shoot, I got to grab that thing off the top shelf. There's your ladder. Climb on up. Bar, 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 you know,
1: that's great. So innovative and such a space saver. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you guys have to be creative on your little bus with that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: You know? I know. I know. You guys should give us um, a tour of your whole bus so we can get inspired and get some ideas. Well, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. We're going to have to do that when my husband's back here because he, he'll love it.
2: Yes, oh, awesome. absolutely. And there's uh, so much you can do. There's so mm-hmm. much you can do
3: with buses and vans. Oh my gosh! Yes, I, mean, I spent three years like nomading on the road, and this is when I was cooking. So I was like going to you know, like, I went to New Orleans and cooked in the French Quarter. I went to the Florida Keys and cooked in some you know fine dining restaurants. So
1: you were just like nomadic travel and then find work for a little bit.
3: Yeah, like I had a car and a girlfriend not hannah at this time sorry um and we just like jumped in the car and drove to new orleans rented a hotel found jobs and then once we had jobs got an apartment that was furnished and you know basically rented because there's a lot of like boarding houses so you could rent rooms and houses you know so we, we rented a room and Lived and w- worked and cooked down there, and then after a while down there, we're like, all right, let's go to uh, the Keys. i have never been down there, so went to the Florida Keys. Went to Georgia, cooked on a uh, fancy plantation over there. Same thing. You just show up, get a hotel. Hopefully, you have enough money to to last till you can get a job. And once you had a job, then you could get an address because you you know everyone always wanted to know which where's your where you're working. So it was hard to get a, an apartment until you had a job. Get a you know an efficiency something cheap do what we wanted to do. And then once we got bored of that place, go to somewhere else. It was good though. It was very freeing, you know, cause you know, we were young We wanted to see the country for me. It was good. I was getting all this great experience cooking. You know, my resume, my cooking resume reads like something crazy, you know, and it helped me at that point. Cause I was really like when I was doing the food, I ended up taking it in this just direction that was very expansive. It was like, um, avant-garde art, you know what I mean? So, it was like, really, the food, it was very avant-garde and collect, eclectic in a, in a sort of way. Um,
2: but it came from your travels. But it
3: was, right, born of, of all those experiences, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, uh, the, you know, the point was, you can go anywhere and, and create a situation for yourself easily. It's just a, a matter of how crafty you are and, and what you're willing to do, you know, for money to, or to make something work but it's the adventure you know the adventure is what is the most important thing
1: right well yeah it's totally about how like crafty you can get with the things that you're given and surrounded by and you don't need to be given a lot of things it's just what you're gonna
2: create and do with that small thing oh yeah and you never know where the road will lead you you know like you don't like Who knows what kind of opportunity could be out there as you guys are traveling around and, and might open you up in a whole different way that you would you never in, know if right. you didn't do it.
3: You run into somebody that's like, oh my god, you guys have to really see this thing. And you go there, you connect, and for some reason, maybe they have something that you guys can do. Like They have a, um, a, a farm or a community. They're going to build something. You guys are like, oh, my husband's handy. He can pitch in and you pitch in and something happens and you stay there for a while and then something else you know the road ends up kind of picking you up and and leading you sometimes you know what i mean if you don't if you don't have too restrictive an agenda it's actually kind of like (laughs) a really good um practice a meditative practice in in, in letting go of control of life yeah just letting it kind of just naturally unfold be open to you know when, when you have an encounter with someone they might be there to tell you something give you a clue to your road trip or just Mm -hmm. what you need to find while you're on the road road is a road life is like self-discovery you don't really know who you are until you leave your family situation place where you grew up everyone thinks of you as this certain person because you've been you've grown up in this area your family you have certain role you have to play and all this stuff but when you go on the road nobody knows you you don't know anything you're just there in a state of presence and it's an opportunity of of self-exploration. and You really discover who you are and what you're really made of because life will throw situations at you. And you can go through them gracefully or you can go through them panicked or you can go through them whatever. You start to find out who you are and what you're made of. And, and it's a special thing. You guys are in for something really special. I'm, I'm excited for you. Yeah amazing.
1: Yeah. The road definitely does lead you, leave you with many opportunities. And I know on our first road trip two years ago, like, cause my husband is very like planned out. So even that was like learning just to like, let go and see where the road can take us. And yeah, opportunities just arise. Like we were out hiking in Vermont, the long trail and met a wonderful woman who let us come back and stay at her house for a night. And we just had like the best time getting to know her and hanging out with her. And it was actually cause I forgot my hiking poles in her truck. Cause she <laughs> gave us a ride, but she uh, like called us back. And was like, you should just come stay with us. And it's, it's amazing what the road can do. And I'm sure you guys have run into a lot of situations being musicians out on the road like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We used to, definitely like have, have at the end of some, certain shows we be like hmm where are we gonna stay tonight you know and sometimes it's just like where do, we, in. where do we where do we crash been, our butt right. like where do we where, where do we, we park? park you know even you know or, or yeah quiet
3: parking lot yep. or some down some street
2: but we had a lot of but really nice people out, take us in. yeah
3: sometimes we, we put it out there in the middle of a set we'd be like so we're looking for somewhere to crash tonight is anybody knows uh, a good place we could just ditch the bus and a lot of times someone will come up and be like hey Come and crash at our place or you could park your bus here and, and stay the night or you know, people were always Yeah. I mean, look, if if you're into music and whatever and you connect with this band or whatever, you're like, Come on, we've We do that when people are on tour that we know. We're always like, crash at our place. Come on, what are you doing? You know? And then
2: Bliss usually cooks a a good breakfast. So we always they're always like, Hey, come back anytime. (laughs) You know? Oh, I love it. You cook the breakfast in their house.
1: If I'm
3: sitting at your house, I'm cooking something. I'll tell you what, I'll throw down (laughs) with a tin can and you know, a a Bunsen burner, I'll cook up something good. I promise. No problem.
1: (laughs) That's fantastic. Like that's going back to like that trade and barter system. I love that. That's so cool. We um a few years ago, um, you guys love Minnesota and you think it's beautiful, so you'll like this. We were up um coming back from the boundary waters canoe area wilderness, and we saw this hippie looking guy walking down the street. He had been through hiking the superior hiking trail. And then we went and saw him at a brewery that we walked into. And I just wanted to hear his story. So we sat down with him and got to talking and found out he was coming to the twin cities and needed a place to maybe crash so him and his girlfriend at the time came and stayed in our house for like a week actually <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like they they cooked for us we cooked for them we had like this trade a barter system going and it was just super awesome and just one of those like you never know what you're going to get till you hear someone's story
3: true exactly and- you know, you became an oasis for those people for that week that they got to stay with you. They got to rejuvenate, whatever. You guys are going to run into similar situations like that where you get opportunities, people being like, stay on this land and they got a hot spring in their backyard. And you're like, dude. Mm-hmm. And it totally saves you. And then you're able to keep going. You know what I mean? Like, that's like the cool part of, you know, road tripping like that is you're just kind of like, <laughs>
0: know,
3: gifts are everywhere. Gifts you are everywhere. learn to appreciate the smallest gift.
1: Yeah. So like after being on the road as musicians, do you guys ever like meet
3: people around
1: your own community and kind of invite them in or give back?
3: There's always people staying here. Yeah. You know, um, all the time, you know, even we've had people, we've had friends who are musicians and we would be out on the road and we're like the keys over here, go and stay at the house. Cause they had a gig up in, up in Connecticut. They're from New York or whatever. And we're like, Go stay at the house, whatever. We're at this other festival. We'll see you guys later. I mean, but that's what it's about, mm. and you know, trust and, and and honor and everything like that. But and taking care of each other, taking care of each other, and looking out for one another.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think your music kind of accompanies that too. Maybe you should write a song about like about that taking. I mean, it's so much of that is already in your music, but like specifically about like living in people's homes and like that that community maybe that can be the song that we use on our podcast yes. Commun- couch surfing.
3: yes
2: couch surfing, yes.
3: Couch
2: surfing. <laughs> yep. we definitely do that we could definitely do that yeah so
1: where can people learn more about hannah fields and reach out to you guys if they want to learn more
2: Yep. So our website's probably the the it's the hub where they can find all the social media and all the places to listen and to and to support and to buy. And that is www. Um, Hannah's Field. So it's H A N N A H S as in Sam F I E L D. Dot com. Um, and they can Google us and find find us in all sorts of places. Spotify,
3: YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, Insta. We're there.
2: Yep.
1: Awesome thanks guys for inspiring us yes thank you
2: for having yeah, us yeah it was a blast yeah for real it's awesome
1: yeah this was a lot of fun you've been listening to the hiking through life podcast peace love and hike through life